What's up, everybody? I'm Milan Jordan. This is the MMA Daily Blitz, part of the DSP Media Podcast Network. Hey, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. You can also check out our YouTube page, and you can follow me on Twitter at Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with the three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP125 or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BetUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. All right, the big MMA news from this past weekend is not from a cage, but a boxing ring. Yep, the Jake Paul Anderson Silva boxing match took place last Saturday in Arizona, and it was Jake Paul winning by unanimous decision. Uh, his fourth win over a former US UFC fighter. Uh, he has wins over Ben Askren, two over Tyron Woodley, in addition to this past win against Spider Silva. Uh, in the post fight press conference, it was revealed that Jake Paul and Anderson Silva, uh, after fighting each other in the boxing ring, will now team up to form a fighters union called the United Fighters Association to help both MMA fighters and boxers for more fighter pay and long-term health care. Uh, look, you know, th- this is not the first iteration of a, of a fighters union. Uh, let's hope it does come to fruition or some kind of fighters union, something that's collectively bargained. I think that's something that's been long overdue for in this sport, uh, not just in the UFC, but also Bellator, PFL, and regional fights as well, but mostly with the big boys. Because uh, let's face it, that right now the, the fighters are not employees, even though they're treated like employees. They're technically independent contractors. So uh, some things that they could, uh, uh, you know, collectively bargain for this way. Uh, as of right now, they just get win, or they get a show money, and then they get more if they win. As opposed to having a flat fee, this is what you get going into the fight, win or lose. Uh, you may earn some bonuses. Uh, they try to divvy that carrot out, but you know. Uh, it'd be nice to know what you have going into a fight so you can be taken care of. Your family can be taken care of because, you know, fighting is more, a more expensive sport than uh, people realize, uh, with MMA. I mean, you got to pay for your management, you got to pay for your trainers, you know, gym access, uh, you know, getting proper nutrition with dietitians, uh, medical care, uh, cause you know, these guys don't have healthcare through their organizations for the most part. Right. So, um, We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, if something happens, it comes to fruition. Great. Let's hope so. Uh, but again, like other things, like what the UFC uh, did recently with uh, they had a fight night at the Apex and the week of the fight, Dana White announced that, oh, no, no fans, no, uh, no, no, it will be close to the public. Well, it was close to for everyone except for Mark Zuckerberg. The fighters had no say in that. It was all that's what the UFC decided, Dana White, whoever, the hierarchy there. That's what they decided. The fighters had no say about it uh, because, again, they're not, you know, no collective uh, bargaining in there. Uh, also, far as with the uniforms, UFC dictates what they wear going into the octagon and for uh, fight week appearances. Fighters have their own sponsors. That's where they make their money, but they can't show them off the week of fight week because the UFC has their own sponsorship deals. So, uh, again, that's something that. UFC decides that this is what we do. You like it or not, tough. You know, and the fighters don't really have a say in it. So that's why a fighters union would be good uh, all around. And, you know, the sport makes it a lot of money. Uh, it'd be nice to see the fighters get a, a, their fair share. And, and look, it's not going to exactly hurt uh, the big organizations. But uh, we'll see what the future holds with this uh, latest fighters union. Uh, by the way, one other fight of note uh, on this card for MMA fans. 
Ultimate Fighter alum Uriah Hall. Uh, he beat former NFL running back Le'Veon Bell. Uh, some MMA fighters were in attendance. You know, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Mike Perry among those. Uh, Nate Diaz and his team were in attendance for this event. Uh, some are speculating that, you know, Nate Diaz could be Jake Paul's next opponent. If not, then maybe sometime down the road. Uh, look, Nate Diaz does have a boxing background along with his brother Nick. But obviously they've competed, uh, competed strictly in MMA for a year. So MMA striking a little bit different than regular boxing. So it takes some time to get used to that, especially all that you know, those years of muscle memory. So I would think if Nate Diaz does want to compete in a boxing ring, uh, he'd probably fight someone else's maybe kind of a warm-up or kind of get used to the boxing uh, tempo and things like that before he faces Jake Paul. Uh, but look, if and when Nate Diaz and Jake Paul do get together in a squared circle, it's going to generate, we know, a ton of buzz and tons of money for everyone involved. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, with the night that this was going on, there was also a UFC event at, where else, the UFC Apex in Las Vegas. Uh, the main event was Calvin Cater going against Arnold Allen. Uh, and Cater tried a flying knee in the first round and looked like he might have blown his knee out when uh, upon landing. Uh, and you know, so Arnold Allen jumped on him and looked for an anaconda choke at the end of the round. Uh, they get to round two and immediately looked like Cater was moving all right. But as uh, Allen ends up kicking uh, Cater's good leg, the weight of uh, Calvin Cater's bad leg causes it to fold again. End of the fight, just eight seconds in round number two. Uh, so Arnold Allen ends up defeating Calvin Cater by TKL via injury. Again, at just eight seconds of round number two. Uh, saw this tidbit uh, courtesy of MMA Junkie and UFC history. There have been 13 main events that have ended due to unforeseen or accidental injury. Well, four of those, four of those 13 have occurred in 2022, the latest happening this past Saturday. Look, it is an unfortunate ending to this fight, but Arnold Allen should be ranked in the top five at 145 with this win. Uh, maybe an Arnold Allen-Josh Emmett number one contender fight would be interesting. I mean, with the winner getting a title shot against champion Alexander Volkanovsky. That is unless Volkanovsky decides to move up and stay at 155 pounds. But again, who knows what will happen here in the future. Uh, Co-main event, Max Griffin defeated Tim Means by split decision. Other fights, uh, you had Waldo Cortez Acosta uh, defeating Jared Vandera by unanimous decision. Uh, Trayson Gore defeated uh, Josh Fremd by guillotine choke early in round number two. And it was Khalil Roundtree defeating Dustin J Jacoby by split decision. Uh, the UFC returns to the Apex once again this Saturday for our fight night card on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, main event is a 115-pound matchup in the women's division. Amanda Lemos taking on Marina Rodriguez. Uh, Lemos has an average fight time of 6 minutes, 51 seconds. That's barely more than one round. Uh, that's the shortest in UFC strawweight history. Uh, she does have four stoppage victories inside the octagon, and 10 of her 12 wins have come via stoppage. Meanwhile, for Marina Rodriguez, she comes in on a three-fight win streak. That's tied for the second longest in the division behind champion Carla Esparza's five straight wins. Now, speaking of Esparza, uh, the winner of this fight could be in line for a shot at her belt uh, or, you know, depending how she does next week at uh, UFC 281 against uh, Zhang Wei Li. So, uh, again, that will be for the Star Weight Championship uh, next weekend. Uh, other fights of note on the UFC Vegas 64 main card. Uh, 170 matchup at 170 pounds. It's Neil Magny taking on Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, we got lots of history here when we're talking about Neil Magny. This will be his 28th welterweight bout. 
one less than Matt Brown for the most in UFC divisional history. Uh, if he wins on Saturday, he'll break George St. Pierre's record for most welterweight wins in UFC history. Uh, Magna currently has 13 decision victories in the octagon. That is already the most in UFC history. As for Magna's opponent, Daniel Rodriguez, he fights for the second time in less than two months. D-Rod is coming off a win at UFC 279. Uh, his 7.84 significant strikes per minute is the highest rate in UFC history. So it should be one whale of a fight for the co-main event uh, come Saturday night. Elsewhere in the main card for this event, you got uh, a heavyweight matchup between Josh Perryson and Chase Sherman. In the flyweight division, you got Nate Maness taking on Tagir Olambekov. And uh, in the lightweight division, Grant Dawson takes on Mark Madsen. Of course, we know the following weekend is UFC 281 in New York City, headlined by the middleweight title fight with Israel Adesanya putting his belt on the line against Alex Pereira. I'll preview that card for you next week on the MMA Daily Blitz. Uh, meanwhile, another UFC pay-per-view in 2023. The first one will be in January in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And it was announced it's going to be headlined by a fourth title fight between flyweight champion Davison Figueroa and the interim title holder Brandon Moreno. Also on the card, you got Jessica Andrade scheduled to face off against Lauren Murphy in a title eliminator fight. And then uh, also you have a UFC and Pride legend set to return to the octagon as well as Mauricio Shogun Hua will take on Ihor Porteria, uh, UFC 283 in January in Rio. Uh, Shogun Hua is 40 years old. Uh, his last fight was a close split decision loss to Ovin St. Pru at UFC 274 earlier this year. Uh, before that, the former UFC light heavyweight champ, uh, suffered a second-round TKO loss to Paul Craig at UFC 255. Uh, Shogun's two straight losses came after a stretch in which he won five of his previous seven fights, so maybe some home cooking will do uh, do uh, Shogun, who has some some good. So, uh, meanwhile, for Patera, uh, he got knocked down in his UFC debut at 277 this past summer. That ended a 15-fight win streak, so... Something to look forward to come January. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the MMA Daily Blitz. I'll be back next week to talk about UFC 281. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. The MMA Daily Blitz is presented by BetUS.com. And as part of the DSP Media Podcast Network, Thank you once again for checking it out. I will talk to you later.